Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, we begin a brand new series looking at the prince of the power of the air and the last days. We'll take this look with Josh Davis and our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino. Friends, did you know you can now hear this program, Watchmen on the Wall, at the websites oneplace.com and sermonaudio.com? More ways to access the Christ-centered clarity that's needed now more than ever today. Whether you're listening on the radio or online, if you're new to Watchmen on the Wall, be sure to request your free new listener pack. The pack includes a welcome letter, history of the ministry, the latest issue of our Prophetic Observer newsletter, and a free gift. Get your free new listener pack by simply calling 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. One of the many names the Bible ascribes to the devil is the prince of the power of the air. While it's easy to overlook such details, this ominous title communicates far-reaching implications. Its various meanings and ties will lead to profound potentials that help expose the sweeping extent of the devil's hand in our time. With the needed details and insight, here's our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, and staff evangelist, Josh Davis. Pastor Larry and I will be talking about a new book published by Defender titled The Prince and the Power of the Air and the Last Days by Jeffrey Martis. The author, Jeffrey Martis, has some health issues, and so he's not able to be on the air with us. But Pastor Larry has read the book, and both of us will be discussing it. Pastor Larry, tell us about this new book. Well, thank you, Joshua. I'm glad to, uh, that we can talk about it. It's a great book. I think it's, it'll be a blessing to our listeners. When I got it, I looked through it, read some of it, was immediately impressed. So I contacted Defender to get the author's contact information and was told that Jeffrey Martis, the author, is not able to do the interviews at the present time because of his health issues. So, like I said, I was so impressed uh, with the book that we're going to uh, air two programs on the book, The Prince of the Power of the Air, The Last Days. I've been in contact with the author, Jeffrey Martis. Uh, I think he has made a significant contribution to uh, prophetic study. So, we certainly want to pray for Jeffrey and pray that he would find wholeness and healing very quickly. Yes, we certainly do want to keep him in our prayers. And tell us about his book and why do you think it's such a valuable asset to our listeners? Well, I certainly believe in the verbal plenary inspiration of the Bible, which means that even the very words of Scripture are in the Scripture because God has put them there. So, that certainly goes for the titles of Satan. Whatever title we find in the Bible for the devil, that's the title that God has given him. In Ephesians 2, verse 2, we read, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. The words, the prince of the power of the air, that's a title that God has given to Satan. So I think it's very, very important, of course, the author realizes that, that we look at these words, what do these words mean? And what do they tell us about Satan? And 
about the end times, and we are certainly in the end times. This book deals very thoroughly with this question. And that word air brings to mind a common phrase that we find all over the Bible, the birds of the air. Yes, indeed. There are certain key scriptures that speak of the birds of the air. For example, in the parable of the sower, Mark 4, verse 4, it speaks about the fowls of the air, or in modern parlance, the birds of the air. The birds of the air devoured the seed that was planted. That is the word of God. The birds of the air are involved in an evil, evil activity, devouring the seed. The seed is the word of God. So they're doing the devil's work. Regarding the parable of the mustard seed, most commentators say it is a picture of the growth of the kingdom of God, something good. Supposedly, the kingdom starts from a very small seed and grows and grows, supposedly representing kingdom growth. But, you know, if you look in Matthew 13, 32, we read that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof. That's the mustard seeds tree. So a mustard seed growing to such a huge plant, first of all, is a monstrosity. And we have to look at what nest in the branches, birds. So I think it's more in keeping with the text to see this as a picture of the huge growth, not of the kingdom of God, but rather a picture of the growth of the kingdom of darkness. And I do know that I've often thought about that. And like I say, it is a common interpretation to say that that represents the kingdom of God. But here we have birds nesting in, in a, what is usually a shrub that has now become a tree. And furthermore, in Ezekiel 31, verse 6, Assyria, which is a very evil empire, is pictured as a tree with many birds in its branches. So, uh, you know, like I said, I believe in the verbal plenary inspiration of the Bible. And I think as we study the Bible, the, the Bible is its best commentator. The Bible tells us what it means. We have to compare Scripture with Scripture, and I think Jeffrey has done that. He gets into a lot of really interesting topics far beyond what we will probably cover in these two programs. But he does a lot of work in the Bible, comparing Scripture with Scripture. And I think he's right on, especially about this, this issue of the birds. And that's a fascinating interpretation of the parable of the mustard seed and relating that to birds and the role of birds in Scripture. And we're reminded in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, about man having dominion, as it says in that verse, over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, end quote, and the birds of the air. And so that's a very early quote from the book of Genesis relating to these fowl of the air, these birds of the air. Yes, and I think, you know, the first occurrence of something in the Bible is always very, very important. And so from, from the beginning of the scripture, we see the quote, birds of the air. Now, if we follow this thread, we go to Genesis 2.19, the Bible says, and out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, and here we go again, and every fowl of the air. Birds are found in trees, but the Bible does not describe them as birds of the trees, but rather birds of the air. And as we read through the Bartis book, he makes a lot of this, and I think he does a very, very good job of, of what he's saying. So does the Bible ever equate these birds, the birds of the air, 
the fowls of the air with Satan? Yes, indeed. In Mark 4, the parable of the sower reads, the fowls of the air came and devoured the seed. Now, in verse 15, it says, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in the heart. So birds represent an evil entity or even Satan himself. Now, the question, of course, is why does the parable flip-flop from depicting a plurality of evil perpetrators, that is, birds in the plural, to a single perpetrator, Satan? Mardis argues that these scriptures are showing the devil's authority over unclean spirits, plural, more than one, and Satan is the prince over these birds. He's the prince of the power of the air. There is a very significant scripture, I believe, in the book of Revelation regarding this. In, in Revelation 18.2, we cannot escape the significance of the parallel between the words habitation of devils and every unclean and hateful bird. Now, let me quote the, uh, the verse, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils and the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. So, as the prince of the power of the air, the devil has great authority over the immediate heavens which surround our planet. Air can carry dust, pollen, sand, soot, and pathogens. When someone sneezes, you turn away. Or if you have to sneeze, you turn away or cover your mouth. One of the primary features of the Earth's atmosphere is that it is the realm of the weather. Sometimes weather can be very violent. My wife and I lost everything in a tornado, May the 24th, 2011. It was just two days after the Joplin, Missouri tornado, which was one of the deadliest tornadoes in U.S. history, that Satan is identified as prince of this region, called air, means that he has some kind of authority over it. We're speaking about the book, The Prince and the Power of the Air, by author Jeffrey Martis. And one of the many names that the Bible gives the devil is the prince and the power of the air. That's a quotation from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2. And author Jeffrey Martis is not able to be with us on the program because of his health issues. We encourage you to keep him in your prayers. Pastor Larry has read the book, and I'm discussing some of the key issues found in this book with Pastor Larry. So this book talks about the birds and what they teach us about the spiritual realm. But there's also many other issues that's discussed in the book. Satan and the manipulation of storms, tornadoes, lightning, other atmospheric phenomena, plus much more. And you can order a copy of this book by contacting our ministry. Our toll-free number is 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order a copy on our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Again, the title of the book is The Prince and the Power of the Air. Pastor Larry, we've been talking about the birds of the air, and one of the things that birds often do is flock together. As the old saying goes, birds of a feather flock together. And sometimes they fly in these great numbers, like sparrows and starlings. Is there any significance to that? Well, yes, there is, Josh, and I I never realized it, but there is a section of the book dealing with murmurations of starlings and other birds. Uh, Murmurations is like murmur. 
The European starling is a little more than a common blackbird. Scientists estimate that there are more than 200 million starlings in North America alone and millions, millions more elsewhere. Now, the word murmuration is a scientific word that refers to the flocks of starlings that gather by the hundreds of thousands. A pulsating, swooping, living entity harmonized as a whole that looks like a huge throbbing cloud passing over the sky. If you look at the word murmuration, you'll, you'll see just so many birds of the air, but they're all flying together in, in a cloud. They're not crashing into each other. Somehow they, they know what to do. They make a sudden turn, and every bird in the cloud of birds makes the sudden turn. And one of the scientists says it's a pattern of collective behavior involving group movement that is an unbelievably fast response to others in the flock or in the swarm. It is the rapid transmission of local behavioral responses to neighbors in the flock. So the movement of each bird is synchronized perfectly so that they don't crash into each other. Now, there is a a fascinating article titled, quote, The Secrets and Science Behind Starling Murmurations. It can be accessed on the How Stuff Works website. Martis goes into this, and he says that this is a perfect picture of why Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. Birds, symbolizing evil, are a picture of evil entities energized by Satan and coordinated by Satan to perform his evil work. He is certainly the prince of the power of the air. I looked up the, the article, uh, The Secrets of Science Behind Starling Murmurations. They've got some pictures there. I've, on a few occasions, I've seen these uh, probably thousands of uh, starlings. It's like a huge cloud. They all fly together. Sometimes they make sharp turns to the right, to the left, up and down. It's absolutely amazing. And I think Bartis is right. This really tells us something of uh, the lordship, if you will, of Satan or his being the prince of the power of the air. And the book doesn't just discuss birds, but he also discusses atmospheric phenomena and weather patterns such as lightning. So how does lightning fit into this picture? Well, Martis has done a lot of research, and he writes that people who are struck by lightning and survive sometimes acquire psychic abilities, abilities that the Bible associates with witchcraft, demonism, and demon possession or oppression. Survivors sometimes undergo a, uh, what should we say, a kind of spiritual awakening, or at least acquire a deep interest in spiritual and psychic matters. And so, Amartus writes, the alleged development of psychic abilities is not an uncommon feature among cases where people have survived a lightning strike. Native Americans, as Amartus points out, have observed a strange connection between electricity and spirit activity. Within Native American culture, we often find a carved bird at the very top of a totem pole. You can see pictures of this like on the Pacific Northwest in Alaska, for example, a totem pole, and then there's a bird on the top that's called a thunderbird. It represents the spirit of lightning. Marta cites a book titled Lightning in My Blood, A Journey into Shamanic Healing and the Supernatural. It deals with shamanic activity and lightning. 
Native Americans and others recognized that some kind of a spirit entity was evidently working through an electrical event, like a lightning strike where the person survives. The word shaman means witch. In 1975, a man by the name of Dadian Brickley was hit by a bolt of lightning. Not long after, he acquired metaphysical New Age powers and began preaching that the words of the Bible should not be trusted. Now, of course, that is something that the devil would have to broadcast loud and clear. Don't trust the Bible. It's certainly true. He does try to undercut and undermine God and God's authority every way that he can. Well, friends, I'm speaking with Pastor Larry about the book, The Prince and the Power of the Air by author Jeffrey Martis. One of the names that the Bible gives the devil is the prince and the power of the air, as we read in Ephesians 2, verse 2. And we encourage you to pick up a copy of this book by calling our ministry 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit us online at swrc.com. That's swrc.com. The title of the book that we're discussing today is The Prince and the Power of the Air. And of course, Pastor Larry, when we speak about lightning, we speak about hurricanes. And we're talking about other kinds of disasters that are caused by the wind. And since the title of this book is The Prince and the Power of the Air, and tornadoes and hurricanes involve that air, does this book address the question of satanic involvement in these kinds of storms? Well, yes, it really does. Storms frequently produce disasters that can turn people against God. Martyrs points out Job 1.11 and verse 19 of Job 1 where we read that a great wind brought death and destruction to Job's family. It was part of Satan's efforts to turn Job against God. In Job 1.8, God tells Satan how good Job is. He says, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and escheweth evil? But Satan challenges God. Then Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Hast not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? Thou hast blessed the work of his hand, that his substance is increased in the land. But put forth thine hand now, and touch all that he hath, that he will curse thee to thy face. And then in verse 12, it says, And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power, only upon himself put not forth thine hand. And then we read that Satan raised one disaster after another. In verse 19, we read that a great wind, and that's what we're talking about, a great wind did great damage to Job's family and property. This was part of Satan's effort to turn Job against God. Job would not take the advice of his wife and curse God and die. But many who have professed faith in Jesus no longer work with Jesus because of unexplained tragedy. They blame God. And I think this is exactly what we're seeing. There is a a storm in the Bible. It's the longest lasting storm in the Bible. It lasted over two weeks. It's given the name Euryclidon, Acts 27:14. The owners of the ship that Paul was on heading to Rome was carrying a full cargo of wheat. But there was something else that the devil was very unhappy with. The apostle Paul was going around the Roman Empire and seeking to preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. 
And so Mortis sees that this is actually a work of Satan to bring up this great storm that literally destroyed the ship and temporarily uh, stopped the Apostle Paul from, from going to Rome. Well, friends, we invite you to join us again on tomorrow's program. We're going to continue this discussion out of this important book called The Prince and the Power of the Air. You can order your copy of this book by calling 1-800-652-1144 or visit us online at swrc.com. Pastor Larry, I'm looking forward to continuing this discussion with you tomorrow. Yes, this is a really great book, and I'm glad I'm able to share it with our listeners. More on The Prince of the Power of the Air and The Last Days are coming up on our next program. Today, I want to encourage you to pick up a copy of the book entitled The Prince of the Power of the Air and The Last Days. One of the objectives of The Prince of the Power of the Air and The Last Days is to give you, the reader, an opportunity to shed any feeble beliefs folks may have about Satan's activity in the 21st century. Order the book and be informed. Order today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or you can order at our website, swrc.com. Almost every day, we hear from you, our listeners, saying you want to stay informed about what's happening in our world. Well, one of the best ways to stay up to date is by reading the Prophecy in the News magazine. This monthly magazine is always full of information and analysis from a Christian perspective on the news of the day, all while bringing the Christ-centered clarity that we need. Prophecy in the News editor Lise Cutshaw comes now to give us the important details on the latest issue of the Prophecy in the News magazine. We're going to talk about the Prophecy in the News magazine and all the good things that we've got going there. But before we do that, I just want to take a moment to pray, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. You love us (laughs) in such a wonderful way, and you never don't love us. You always love us, and we thank you for that. We thank you for salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord, and we thank you for all these wonderful articles that have been written that are going to be out in this issue of the magazine, and we thank you for these authors who have worked so hard on the articles, and we ask that you would bless those to those individuals who are going to be reading them. And we thank you for doing that very thing. If there's somebody that's listening that's really never gotten to know the ministries that we represent and they haven't taken time to read the magazine, I pray that you would give them the desire and the time to read the magazine and to enjoy it. And I pray, Lord, that you would teach us from your word, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, Josh, what's on the board today? (laughs) Well, we're going to be highlighting their most recent edition of Prophecy in the News magazine, and Lise can tell us so much about that. Lise, what's the theme for this month's issue? It is a rather spooky theme, 
as we come into this spookyish time of the year. It's about spiritual war, the occult, the demonic, and how Christians can respond and put on their armor and battle those arrows, fiery darts that come at us. Well, now, uh, we have a, a new book, I understand, from Greg Patton. We do. And, uh, and we're premiering it in uh, this magazine. Well, I mean, you know, from what I've heard, this is really an exceptional book. And it's uh, one that every Christian needs to have the information from this book to be able to live as God would want them to live. What's going on with the book? What's the name of it? It's called Invisible War on the Saints, and Mm -hmm. it is indeed a fascinating, riveting, sometimes a bit shocking and frightening book that the whole purpose of really is to take people who might have any kind of oppression, demonic influence, spiritism, interest in spiritism, or spirits dwelling in them or around them and family members, and helping the Christian intervene, bring themselves from victim to victor and or their family members through prayer and the Word and Jesus Christ. We would encourage folks to get a subscription to the magazine if they have not done so already. How can they do that? They can do that by calling us if they want to talk to us at 1-800-652-1144 and or going to prophecyinthenews.com. There's a form there. And they can either renew or start a new subscription or give a gift subscription. We found that uh, gift subscriptions have been well-received by family members, whether it be a birthday or a Christmas gift or whatever along those lines. We have found the gift of the magazine subscription to actually be something that is worthwhile because we know the magazine and we, we believe in what it's doing, but also because we have the opportunity to introduce it to new people in that way. And we've been doing that since the magazine began uh, anew. And we're excited about those things. Josh, what's on your mind before we close? Well, I think we're over time, so I'll, <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Scripture doesn't present any sort of weak presence on the part of this enemy, the devil. So, Christians have no excuse to hold beliefs reflective of such ideas. The book, entitled Prince of the Power of the Air, allows the reader to get a glimpse into the realm where supernatural phenomena is not a rare, obscure thing, but an everyday occurrence. Order Prince of the Power of the Air today when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Tomorrow, Dr. Larry Spargimino and Josh Davis will share more insight into what the Bible reveals about the Prince of the Power of the Air. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station 
by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com. Thank you.